The Rudy Giuliani Show. Welcome, America. You are listening to The Rudy Giuliani Show. I am Dr. Maria, who co-hosts Uncovering the Truth with Mayor Giuliani on Sundays. He may be a little late today, or if not at all. We're hoping he's going to make it in. Needless to say... We are going to have a special tribute to the Queen for the final words of Mayor Giuliani. There's a really unique story. I did not know the Queen, and that is the breaking news today. Not that I didn't know her, but the fact that she passed away. Queen Elizabeth II had a 70-year reign. Even if you didn't know her, she portrayed grace, dignity, She was always about duty to her countrymen. And here's a funny statistic. She served with um, 15 prime ministers. And one of the ones um, was, (laughs) was born 101 years prior to the present prime minister. Liz Truss just took over as prime minister this week. Thankfully, she ha- she was able to meet the queen, but the queen did pass away today, surrounded by her family. But please stay tuned for this special story about Rudy Giuliani and the queen. Well, we have a lot to talk about today in our nation, and we're going to start at the left coast. In California, they are going to start doing rolling blackouts. They're having a real energy crisis, and Governor Newsom has been on the airwaves several times to ask the people not to charge their electric cars uh, only in the hours in the evening turn up their thermostats get this they want he wants the air conditioner on at 78 degrees and while he had a press conference his room was so cool he needed a sweatshirt let's go to cut one and hear from governor newsom and today and tomorrow afternoon after 4 p.m in particular 4 p.m Please turn your thermostat up to 78 degrees or higher and avoid to the extent possible using any really large appliances. You can visit flexalert.org to learn more about what you can do. Californians, you've rallied before and we can do it again. California's in a bit of trouble and it's by these policies by people like Governor Newsom. They tried to push the Green New Deal and policies around going electric when they can't handle it. You can see that now. Can you imagine having triple degree weather and he's telling you to put the air conditioner at 78? I can tell you as a provider, people with uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, other lung issues, even heart failure need to be in cooler rooms. So this could have devastating effects on people's health. And in all heat waves, we always want to check on the very young and the very elderly. But here is a result of these radical left policies. Speaking of radical left policies, Elizabeth Warren from my neighborhood. I'm from New Hampshire. She's a Massachusetts long-term senator. And she has a beef with people who make a lot of money. And during her presidential bid, she had a plan to tax The ultra-rich. Well, nobody minds, especially the rich, paying their fair share. And here's something you won't hear often. But our tax system is one of the most progressive and fair tax systems because we go on the amount you make. So there are many, many Americans who don't have to pay a federal tax. They get it returned to them. 
But what they may be confusing things is capital gain tax. In certain states give businesses either lower taxes or no taxes so they can bring in jobs. But to have a new tax about the ultra rich is pissing some people off. Hear this on Cut 2 from Mark Cuban. I don't mind being taxed more. I've, I wrote a blog 20 years ago saying it's the most patriotic thing you can do after military service is pay your taxes because that's what allows everybody, you know, to, to live and to prosper. Um, but, yeah, the idea of just soak the rich, billionaire tears, tears that sell that cup. Mm-hmm. Screw you, Elizabeth Warren. You're everything <laughs> wrong with politics. I love that. And it confuses people, right? If you really don't know the tax code or, um, you know, capital gains tax, business taxes, why certain decisions are made about the business tax, and you listen to Senator Warren, you may think that the rich are getting away with something. Well, you know what? People come to this country. They see that brass ring. They come here. How many stories do we hear where people come, they work hard, and they make a comfortable life, and some become millionaires? Look at uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He famously talks about how he came to this country with $200 in his pocket, and he started doing weightlifting, became Mr. Olympia multiple times, started doing the circuit, and made a good living, then got into movies. This is what our American dream is about, and to villainize people who are successful is the wrong thing. And can I just say something? Because I was a CEO and I was in healthcare for many, many years, I often would do fundraisers for my hospital, especially my last hospital was in a rural area and we didn't have two nickels to rub together, but I have to offer, you know, trauma services and everything else and highly paid doctors and surgeons and nurses, but the revenue wasn't coming back in. So I would have to handle fundraisers, and that's when you love the rich, right? When they give to your charity, when they give to causes. So everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a a meaning in this life. Well, I don't know about you, but I was deeply disturbed to hear about the Memphis shooting spree. Every day we hear from Mayor Rudy Giuliani, the other shows, Curtis Sliwa, they all talk about crime. They talk a lot about the crime in New York City, Philadelphia, California, Portland, Oregon, and Memphis is really in trouble on the on the western part of Tennessee. And it's by younger and younger people. This kid, Ezekiel Kelly, only 19 years old, was charged, uh, you know, as an adult for kidnapping and the murder of a young lady. Oops, I'm sorry, I'm confusing stories. And you know why I am? It's because I walked into this studio today and it stunk to high heaven because Greg Kelly left me with a big gas bomb. And I'm going to get you, Greg Kelly, because it stunk in here. But anyways, I'm talking about the shooting spree by Ezekiel Kelly, 19, who went on a rampage on multiple different areas in Memphis, Tennessee. And, it, you know, he shot a lot of people. And he killed four. A lot of other people, thankfully, survived. But it was very, very traumatic for Memphis because they did see another person who kidnapped a woman, pre-dawn jogging, kidnapped her. And other. Uh, they also saw the shooting of a pastor and um, multiple other violent crimes. 
so much so that the news reporters are getting affected by it. You know, people are human beings, and when they report on these things day in, day day out, it gets a little emotional. Listen to this on Cut 3. Call them, text them, email them, tell them to stay inside. This is not a joke. This is an extremely dangerous situation, and I know... Memphis is tired right now. Yeah, I'm good. I'm with you all. Memphis is tired right now. The Eliza Fletcher kidnapping and abduction and murder. The other crimes we've had this year leading up to this. It's difficult right now. Bear with me. It's a very nerve-wracking night. It has been a very difficult week for those who know the Fletcher family, for those who know the family of that minister who was shot and killed in her driveway during a carjacking, who know the community advocate from Whitehaven who was shot and killed. It has been difficult in Memphis. So they're going to find this guy until they do stay inside. Again, Poplar Avenue at Cleveland blocked eastbound. Yeah, and I hope this woman does not feel bad about being emotional. She is a human being, and we need to get emotional. We need to get upset. Remember the movie Network? I think it came out in the 70s. We're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. We can't take this anymore. You got to get off your butts and do something about it. If you don't want to run for office, get involved in your school board, then give money to causes or politicians that are going to change this. And DAs, we can't forget about the DAs. Because when you think about New York City, the police are arresting criminals. It's the DAs. The famous one, Alvin Bragg, lets you out. You can murder somebody, and like the bodega worker. Um, he was attacked. He, he killed somebody in self-defense, but he was charged the innocent person was charged with murder when Alvin Bragg lets out other people who really commit murder. It's just a screwed up society. Everybody's shaking their head over it. Everybody's saying, what can we do? You can do something. I know we have some concerns about the integrity of our elections. I, I know it. I hear it every day when I talk to the people, especially in uh, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona. They believe they were cheated out of who they voted for president. They really believe that. Their legislators believe that. So there's a lot of concerns about our elections. Don't sit home. Don't sit home. Please get up and go and vote and let's stop this madness. The violence is out of control. When I read these articles, I get emotional too. There was two 12-year-olds waiting for a bus to go to school. Just picture that in your mind. Two little kids, 12-year-old, pre-teen. I don't know if they have lunchboxes anymore, but they got their backpacks, their book. They're probably laughing, smiling. Everybody's got a cell phone. Even the pre-teens are talking on their cell phone. And another teenager at a bus stop in Miami, Florida, comes up, tries to take the cell phones. The teenagers refuse, and they both get shot. By a young per another young person. Thankfully, these two 12-year-olds survived. But when we look at some of the violence with Asian people, there was one famously that went viral. A 70-year-old Asian woman kicked in the head brutally. She was down on the floor and they kept kicking her. Do you know they were 12 and 11-year-olds? 
what is being taught to our children? And it starts at home. We don't want to talk about that. We want to blame teachers. We want to blame society, which, believe me, I know as a provider, environment has something to do with it, but it starts at home. Do you know where your children are? What are they watching on television? What are they participating in? It is your responsibility. If you choose to bring a baby into this world, then you've got to take care of that child and bring them up with ethics. Well, please stay with us. We're going to have a fascinating story about Mayor Giuliani and Queen Elizabeth. We'll be right back with you after the break. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back to the Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Dr. Maria. I am filling in for Rudolph Giuliani until he can make it in the station. I heard he's trying to make his way right as we speak. Well, the breaking news today is that Queen Elizabeth did pass away after a 70-year reign, and Prince Charles will now become king. But stay with us to the end of the show to learn about Queen Elizabeth and Rudolph Giuliani's interaction. Well, I had the privilege of doing another podcast with Rudy. His podcasts are on RudyGiulianiCS.com. The CS stands for Common Sense. And we've covered the border crisis, border invasion, whatever you want to call it, several times. And we come from different aspects to the issue because we love immigrants. I can speak for ourselves. I can speak for, I feel, WABC. We all love immigrants. We all came from different parts of the world to come to this great place for the American dream. But what's happening at the southern border is very different, and we're very concerned that the Biden administration is putting their head in the sand. And this is a human dignity Human safety crisis. And I'll tell you why. Do you think we have any control over our southern border? Seriously. We do not. It's the cartels who decides who comes into our country. There's several cartels. Sinaloa is one of the biggest ones that determine who comes in and who's going to be a drug mule and how they pass the fentanyl and fake oxycodone pills and all the other pills into our country. And there's other cartels who specialize more in sex trafficking, labor trafficking, and never mind the journey. The journey from wherever they're coming from, especially the people in the Triangle, treacherous grounds, very hot this time of year. But the cartels guide you in at a certain point, and they put wristbands on you so they know what you paid. They also have information to when you get to your final destination, what cartel you contact. Now, you're a fool to think that the cartels aren't running some business inside our cities, too. I just seen an unclassified document from the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency, from 2015. And in my beloved city of Manchester, New Hampshire, sure enough, Sinaloa cartel in New Hampshire. They're throughout our country. So these people pay, I've heard it for anywhere from $2,000 to $20,000 to get escorted into our country. They're told what to say. Definitely say you're a refugee. Don't say you're coming here for a better life. Just say you're coming from a, a country that you feel persecuted. So they tell them what to say, but that's the cartels aren't done with you then. They may sneak drugs on you to bring in, and then you 
have to, you know, get deported for bringing in drugs, or they have you sneak in somebody terrorist or a gang member that's been deported before. They switch IDs. It is terrible. And en route, they have this thing, and I'm sorry to tell you about this, but it's called a rape tree. And the cartel will definitely exploit the women and children, and they'll put up articles of clothing on the rape tree. And that's to tell you, don't mess with us. Don't argue with us. Don't get out of line. And it's a terrible, terrible thing. And I'm wondering where the women in the Me Too movement are. Where is AOC defending these women, these children? It is a travesty besides all the drugs that are being brought into our country. Well, I'm happy to say Mayor AOC Julie is here now. Mayor Julie is here. AOC is here. And AOC would like to say that she does not like white males. I do not like white males. Do you get it? No white males. Are they too chalky for you? <laughs> I don't like white males. Don't be sassy with me. <laughs> Mayor Giuliani is referring to the GQ cover. I've seen the cover. I haven't read the article, but allegedly in the article, she writes that either she doesn't like white men or I don't know something about white men. I know she doesn't, you know, she says Republicans don't like her because she won't date them. They won't date her. They, they won't date her because she should drive them crazy, I would think, with all her crazy ideas. Well, Mayor, I, I, I'm so glad you're here. I've been uh, telling the I'm folks. I'm the guest. I have been telling the folks. I want to feel what it's like to be a guest again. I used okay. to be a guest for years when I was mayor and candidate. So I've been telling the folks that you are going to unveil on your final words about your relationship with Queen Elizabeth. I am. I am. And, and, and it's a warm one. And it's one that changed my view of monarchy. Yes. Yeah. She does say, you know, it, I am sad. I, I, I'm sad even though I'm an American through and through. I would never want a monarchy. I am so happy that George Washington. So we have this republic starting. And it was actually John Adams who kept saying to George Washington, how about your excellency for a title or something that seemed very monarch-like? And thankfully, George Washington said no. I don't want there to be any mistake or or what I am. Also, that great leader, George Washington, he was very popular. They wanted him to go for a third term, and he said, no, it is time for new ideas, new blood. I've served my country, not only as a general, but as president for two terms. I, I, I love that. I love that story. But it's a wonderful story. It's a wonderful story on the genius of our government, which is to do less. Yeah. And the idiocy and um, almost unpatriotic nature of this government, which, which is which wants to do everything the way a communist government does. I mean, we're we're not a government dictated to by the state in capital letters. Mm. We're a government of many governments that come together and uh, try to work out the differences and give everyone some degree of individuality, which is fast going away. Yeah. And now everybody I talk to, I talk to a lot of people. I have a lot of people that write me on my website, drmariaryan.com. People just believe everybody's corrupt. The White House is corrupt. The Congress is corrupt. The Senate is corrupt. The FBI is corrupt. The CDC is corrupt. 
Well, we are going to take a short break and we'll be back with you with the great Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Network. Welcome back to the Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Dr. Maria from the famed Uncovering the Truth show every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And Mayor Giuliani was late today, but he has come back in. And we're going to take a couple of your calls. Let's go to Carl. Hello. Yes. Hi, Hi Hello, Carl. How are you, Dr. Maria? Is uh, Rudy, Rudy there now? I'm here. He's I'm here listening. Too. I just, I'm, I'm here. Hi, Rudy. Oh, gee, I've been trying to get to you for I'm so long. I'm in my lawyer's uniform. Yes, he, he looks nice. quite distinguished today. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, Rudy, um, I've been trying to get this through. I get on, get a, throw this out. Um, on the elections, right? The big thing last time when they were, you know, when they had the COVID thing and they they kept everybody away from the uh, the counters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What what I was thinking, tech, I don't think this would involve a lot, but in any all these in all these places that count the votes, couldn't like a temporary scaffolding be put up with some of those, you know, those little go cameras that go that are very small to go and that would be pointed down at the desks where these people were counting. And all those rec- all those votes would, as they're being counted, could be recorded, so that if there's uh, any kind of uh, funny business, it could be. Uh, you know, it could. could I, I, I'd like you to. Th- have you ever seen the movie Casino? Uh, yeah, I think a while back. I don't well, remember. You, so they they watch every damn the penny, eye in the sky. They right in the eye in the sky, and they don't miss a damn thing. Yep. But they still have people on the floor just to back it up. So yeah, you could do that. But isn't you it, Rudy, isn't it states' he, rights? So the states come up with their plans for their election and their security for the election. And I know many states, after what happened in the 2020 presidential election, are now saying, you know, get rid of these Zuckerberg. They're called Zuckerberg boxes because he paid like a $4 million to have them put up everywhere. But is that not correct, that it's state by state? Yeah, and what happened is the Democrats who are experts in cheating on elections, when they saw the massive number of paper ballots that they could uh, generate, which is the way they generally cheat through paper ballots, producing new ones. Uh, They even had a formula in Florida. If you were a point or a half a point behind, they usually could pull you through with new paper ballots. Uh, But now when you had two million paper ballots, you could make up a th- you could make up a five percent six percent margin with phony paper ballots. So from the very beginning, they started producing phony paper ballots. They changed all the rules with regard to identification by a photograph. They allowed you to bring your uh, a ballot into any place you wanted, even though the law of the state said they had people fixing the ballot for you, showing you how to vote. So even before the election, they did everything they could to come up with phony paper ballots. They went to nursing homes and had people at Alzheimer's sign up. 
89, 90% of the people in nursing homes in Wisconsin voted. It had never been more than 50%. Uh, Kids of of some of those people in the nursing home came out and said, my parent has not been functional in decades. There's no way they could. They know who's running. There's no way they could have signed these documents. But the coup de grace that 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 explained to uh, Detective Giuliani precisely what happened is when I uh, uh, got the first call on the morning after the election that the Republicans were being put in uh, corrals and not being allowed to see the paper ballots. And then when I got the call from Pittsburgh saying the same thing and from Detroit saying the same thing and from Milwaukee saying the same thing and from Atlanta saying the same thing, I said, I do not believe that all those Democratic crooks, though they be, woke up and said, let's go get corrals. They all look the same, by the way. And let's stick the Republicans behind the corrals. Because for 100 years, we've allowed both sides to examine paper ballots. But this year, we're not going to let those damn Republicans look at one piece of paper. Because if they look at one, they may just find the one that's a phony ballot. How about all the ones not folded, which could not be absentee ballots because they must come in the mail. So we do have witnesses. Who will testify, even though they were far away, using binoculars, who can testify they saw large reams of unfolded paper ballots. So don't tell me there isn't evidence of election fraud. The people who are trying to say, like they want to scream it away, no election fraud, perfect election, perfect election. You can't say it. You can't say it. You can't say it. You know why they, they don't want you to say it? Because this whole thing blows up the minute, the minute you start looking at it. So I I called you the other day because I noticed an increase in articles, Associated Press, a number of other um, news organizations that are kind of owned by the Democrat Party. They were all putting out the same thing like they often do. They have talking points and every single Democrat senator says the same thing. Every single congressman, they don't think on their own. They have to be told what to say. But all the articles were saying that SISA said that this was the most perfect election. They did that the day of the election. Well, they and, and they repeated it without, yesterday. Without any possible knowledge that it was perfect or not. Yeah. So, so what this. do you think these phony, bureaucratic, democratic-leaning pieces of <laughs> are going to say now? Well, what's weird is, yes, they said it without example, just like Barr. No example. Barr never investigated anything, so he cannot intelligently say there was no fraud. I, I, I resent it every time he says it. But when that when Sysa put it out with no evidence of it and that they put it out yesterday, when there's so much evidence now, there's so much evidence in Wisconsin, in other states, Pennsylvania, Georgia, for them to say it again is so if you, fake. It's if you crazy. want to tell me that that election wasn't stolen... You're going to have to show me how 2,000 mules is wrong. I don't mean just incantations and, uh, and uh, statements like debunked, not good theory. That doesn't work with me because the technology they're using 
is a very, very good technology. It happens to be used by the FBI, by the CIA, by by foreign agencies to find people. They could they could make their case by going into those those records and contradicting them if they could scientifically. The mere fact that two months have gone by and they haven't found a single one that's wrong. And we found a whole bunch more that are on tape. Yeah. I mean, 2,000 mules is dispositive. It not only has the routes that show you they were depositing f- phony ballots, but it shows you them doing it. Yeah. In taking the picture of the box they went to. So they get paid. But here's the thing, Rudy. It is so multifactorial, right? It wasn't just that dead people voted to make. So let, let me start by saying this. I believe there's probably some voter fraud in every election, right? But it never amounts enough to sway an election unless it's a little local election. But a federal big presidential election, the cheating isn't enough. But during this election, unprecedented things happened. Election commissions in states changed the election rules. I shouldn't say laws. They weren't authorized to do that. But yet people followed it, like putting in boxes, like doing mail-in voting. Those states, it didn't go through the proper channel. So all those ballots should have been thrown out. And what's the movie that predicted it involving Democrats two years before with Dominion and ENS and some of the others? Um, There is a movie called Kill Chain that in 2015 looked at all the voting machines in the United States. And they had a little conference out in Las Vegas and just had hackers come in and they hacked 100% of these voting machines. And Senator Klobuchar, Senator, um, oh my God, I see his face, the crazy one from Vermont. Anyways. Pocahontas. and, And Senator Warren. So a lot of senators came out and said they were very, very concerned about voting machines. They wrote letters. They had meetings about it. They keep insisting you cannot, you cannot access them from the internet here. This is so lazy on the part of the democratic sycophants that it's disgusting. The manual for these machines tells you how to do it. I forget what show it was, had a great montage of all these people saying that they felt they were cheated. Stacey Abrams, Hillary Clinton. I mean, it went on for a long time. All these Dems saying, saying, Al Al Gore. Illegitimate election, illegitimate president. And they're not uh, extremists? Only Republicans are? Let's, let's Let's go to the boards. Who do we got? I like that. I like that uh, Bob in, is it Bob or RGB in Sea Caucus? The famous, famous Sea Caucus. It is. This is Rob. 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 Sea Caucus. Is it, is, or is it Secaucus? How do you pronounce it? It is S-E-C-A-U-C-U-S. It's right across the river from you guys. Now, is that the famous place where Washington spies were? Uh, it, it may have been that one I hadn't heard. There's a lot of uh, history in this town, you could What's say. What's the closest town? Hoboken. Oh, so you're, oh, in, you're New in New Jersey. Jersey. So it's Setauket. I think Setauket. it is Setauket We're wrong. We're wrong. New York. Sea All right. you're, near, you're near the Giants. 
Yeah, that, I, I'm, I, I'm looking at it as we speak. I live in, I live in the Harmon Cold Towers building, which is 24 stories high. I can, I can, I can see that uh, arena from where I'm standing right now. Can I come over? He needs a cigar today. (laughs) Of all all people, definitely you could come over. How can we help you? Well, I wanted to bring your attention. I want to bring the world's attention to something called mass formation psychosis. And it explains how it is that a huge percentage of our society, people who we grew up with and went to school with, and sometimes we now look at them and we wonder if they're the same people. (laughs) And they have bought hook, line, and sinker, like the Jim Jones followers who drank the Kool-Aid, this insanity that's going on. And and they they vote for it, and they believe in it, and their public officials run and campaign on it. it. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, you know, I, I I agree. I don't know. Is that an actual diagnosis, mass hypnosis? Yes, it is. And there is a doctor uh, by the name of Matthias Desmet. He was on Tucker on Fox Nation. He did a piece on it that I advised every member of the United States of America to view. And they are going to a, a, a huge light bulb, like when Thomas Edison had ideas, a big light bulb would go yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. That's what's going to happen to every person who watches this and observes what this doctor is talking about. Well, it's interesting when I say that the Democrats put out talking points. I'm serious about that. Um, and, and people aren't thinking, especially the Democrat Party anymore. When I look at New Hampshire, we have a 100% Democrat delegation, which is really odd for New Hampshire, quite a conservative state, actually. But I look at what the senators and Congress people tweet out. It has nothing to do with New Hampshire. They they talk about certain abortion things. Well, you can get an abortion in New Hampshire after 20 weeks. It's like they don't even think for themselves or customize it. And you look, then I'll look at another senator from Arkansas. And it's a, if they're dumb, it'll be the same thing. It's it's this crazy talking point. Then if you put on CNN, MSNBC, you're going to hear the same repeated thing. So if you listen to the CNBC or MSNBC, CNN, I'm sorry, that's what I meant, New York Times, and your Democrat politicians, you will hear the same thing. So after a while, you hear it, you hear it, you hear it, you believe it. Yeah, and it also becomes too rigid and removes thinking. The subject of abortion and the subject of when does life begin and when does life end is an extraordinarily complex scientific, philosophical, psychological, cultural question. It isn't easily resolved by political parties deciding A is just the opposite of B and we're going to fight over it. It's a great disservice to, to the women who feel they suffer from having to go for an abortion where 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 they could be killed to the to the people whose hearts break when a 7 or 8 or 9 month old fetus has their skull crushed mm. so um this is a question that i i think roe against wade ruined this for our country and i don't first of all it was whatever you think it was a ridiculous legal opinion worth an F in a law school exam. 
They just made it up. It would be like I made up. I have a right to eat chocolate every night in the Constitution because somewhere it says I can pursue happiness. So it took the debate away. It said everybody can have an abortion. You can't stop them. So all of you who are worried about the fetuses, the hell with you, they're going to die. So this is a tough one. And maybe, maybe, just maybe we're going to find this helps us by returning it to the states. You know, um, September 11 is coming up, and I can't help but think about it every single day now. It's the day that changed our lives forever. And New York News uh, talk leader will never forget the Red Apple Audio Network joins the Tunnel to Towers Foundation for special days of tribute. Tomorrow, September 9th, and Sunday, September 11th. Tunnel to Towers Foundation 9-11 Remembrance, remembering 9-11 21 years later on the Red Apple Audio Network. Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani with the Mayor's uh, fi- uh, Final Thoughts, brought to you by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. Tunnel to Towers is the organization we mentioned earlier. You know it well. It's the organization that builds home for those uniform members who lose the use of their limbs serving us and, 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 and comes in and pays for, pays for mortgages for those who, where the families have their loved ones lose their lives in service to, 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 to the United States. This is something you want to contribute to, and this is the time you want to remind yourself to do it because this is the time it was born because it was born of the heroism of uh, Stephen Stiller and so many others who acted like him. I would like to uh, uh, talk to you about Queen Elizabeth II. I had the honor of meeting her, and I had the honor of being honored by her. And I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you this truthfully. You may or may not believe it because people are cynical. I never believed that honor was for me. I believe that honor was for the people of New York City. I've never referred to it ever without saying that. Uh, so many people. I I I'm not shy about the leadership that I provided. I believe it was <laughs> one of the best ever. And I wrote a book about it with some flaws. But I believe I could have provided that leadership. And if I didn't have Bernie Carrick and, and, and Tom Von Essen and Richie Shearer and Tony Carbonetti and, and Joe Loder and Rudy Washington and Denny Young. And I can't. And I'm going to stop here because, my goodness, I can't. If I didn't have them, I didn't have a team like that. It would not have happened, which is what I told the Queen when I, when I, met, when I met with her. I must tell you, she changed my mind about monarchy. I, I always loved English history. My mother was a history buff. It is very, very coincidental that the queen dies 20 years on the same day that my mother died 20 years ago, September the 9th. My mother loved English history. She loved the queen. She taught me English history from the time I was about three. I can go back, you know, to Athelred and... Uh, she loved English history and she loved English literature. And, um, and there is a story, and I'll conclude with the story, and then we can talk more about this. This maybe isn't the most poignant, but it may be the funniest. 
So when, when Prince Andrew, and I know he's very controversial now, but he wasn't then. When Prince Andrew came to visit me along about November something 2001, I didn't know why he was coming. It was kept a secret. And uh, he walked in. He asked if if it would be possible to have Bernie Carrick and and Tom Von Essen there. And I did. I had them both there. And uh, he explained that uh, after a nice, uh, some nice little talk, um, I'm not sure, I, well, I'll put this first. Well, I'm not sure what happened first. He saw, he saw this kind of duck on my desk. <laughs> it was a duck. Big, big duck. I think it was a duck. It was a ducky something or other. And this duck, if you pressed it, would go, and he looked at the duck and he said, Mummy has one of those. I said, uh, Prince, uh, I don't know if it was Prince or Your Highness or whatever. Prince, when you say mummy, do you mean the Queen of England? (laughs) He said, yes, yes. You know, I I refer to her as mummy. I said, well, this is very strange, uh, Prince, because my mother, I refer to her as mom, not mummy. My mom has one. And I got two of them because I knew she had watched it on The Sopranos and it had made her laugh. And she's getting a little bit, you know, not all there, not nearly as bad as Biden, uh, uh, just a little bit all there. And it made her laugh. And I knew they had to make her laugh. So I went and I got her one. It was hard to get. I went and got her one. And now every time I go to the hospital or go home and see her when she's back home, We have so much fun with that thing. We talk to it. We move it around. He says, I do the same thing with mummy. So that sort of bonded us a bit. And then I said, why are you here? He said, I'm here because the queen wants to bestow on you, knight commander, wants to make you a knight commander of the empire, which is the highest knighthood that we have to offer. And we offer it to very, very few non-English I said, oh, my goodness. And I said, yes. Then I'm going to tell you the rest of the story later. Because if I had made a tragic mistake, I never would have been able to run for president. Hmm. Well, we'll talk tomorrow. We're getting close to September 11. We'll talk a lot about September 11 tomorrow. And I want to thank want to thank Dr. Ryan for filling in for me while I went to court. My pleasure, Rudolph. It's, uh, I was a little nervous, but the minute you came in, I got relaxed, just like it was just like on our Sunday show, talking together. Yeah, and don't forget to watch Uncovering the Truth. It's the best show on television. Uh, radio? radio. <laughs> <laughs>